Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, today on the STEM Everyday Podcast, we have a very special guest. Robert Schulman is a prosthetist, and he is the founder and president of Limb Kind Foundation. So L-A-M-B, Limb Kind, K-I-N-D. And you can find out more about it at limbkind.org. We're going to find out about all those prosthetics and things that so many educators are, are starting to work with with their kids. We're going to find out about this great organization that, that Robert started and, and find out about some uh, really some incredible things that you could do with your kids, not only to bring awareness uh, about limb loss, but also to be helping your kids design things. So welcome to the show today, Robert. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah, uh, definitely. I have to thank Angela Abend. She was a guest on episode 120 and she is a phenomenal advocate. She she retired as an educator. So she like jumped all in because she's been <laughs> doing things for the Limkind Foundation for years with her own students, right? Yeah, Angela has been with us since day one, even before we became a nonprofit organization. And um, she's an amazing educator. I am still mad at her that she retired, but uh, we'll, we'll allow it. You know, she needs little, everyone needs a little sunshine for the hard work that she put in for many years. Right. And and what happened is now she's like even more trying to say, hey, educators, hey, educators, there's this incredible opportunity to help kids think about kids that are dealing with limb loss, you know, whether in your hometown or around the world whether through fundraising or through uh, bringing that awareness, uh, working through your Limb Kind Foundation, Robert, uh, kids can be involved no matter where they are to make a, make a big impact. So what, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how you got into prosthetics in the first place and how you kind of started this foundation. Sure. So feel old, but 27 years ago, I found out about the field yeah. and I just thought it was the neatest thing because as a, you know, I never knew what I wanted to do occupation wise. Yeah. And I was going through that whole college thing of what do I want to do? And uh, I knew two things, and one of them was I like to work with my hands and build things. And the like a lot one, of like a lot of kids, I'll just jump in right there. Yeah. So many kids love that hands-on aspect. Oh my god, yeah, it, it was you know I knew I wanted to do something like that. And then the other thing was that I love to help people in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Um, and I just I graduated with a sociology degree because I had the most credits in it, mm-hmm. and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. When I saw this, I was up in Buffalo and I read this article in, in a magazine about prosthetics. Mm-hmm. And it was like the light bulb just went off. And I said, well, wait, I could like help people and build something. Yeah. So I contacted one of the guys up at Buffalo and he brought me in. I was just in love with the with the occupation right from day one. And it's right, been, the, right. you know, I don't feel like I, I have a job. I absolutely love what I do. So it's been fantastic. That's awesome. And so what you do is you help create limbs for, for kids around the world, but also bring awareness at the same time, both of those things. Yeah. So, you know, my job is amazing. I love being able to help, you know, I make prostheses for a living. This is what Mm -hmm. I do for a career. Mm -hmm. And around, I guess it was around eight or so years ago, my kids were getting a little older and I knew the empty nest syndrome was going to start kicking in Mm -hmm. as a single dad. And I said, you know, let me start doing some volunteering. And Mm -hmm. I started working with some different nonprofit organizations in my, you know, arena, things with children, limb loss. And one of the local nonprofit organization called Living Water Children's Center Fund contacted me and they had a little boy who uh, needed three prostheses. He was from Tanzania, Africa, this boy wow. Joseph. And we, long story short, we brought him here to New York and we made him three prostheses over the course of a month. Wow. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. And it really started to draw my attention more and more 
about the need for children that with limb loss that need prostheses around the world. So this organization then asked me if we were to send you to Haiti and make prostheses for the for children that lost limbs from the earthquake in 2010, mm-hmm. would you be interested in going? And it was like like field of dreams. You know, if we build it, will you come? I was like, absolutely. Right. So you know, I figured this would be a one-time trip type thing, and I've been going back every year since. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then so many people that I know from the volunteer things, I, I volunteer and I'm on the board with a camp called Camp No Limits, which is a camp for children limb loss. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that I know through that and all the other avenues of things that I do, people wanted to become a bigger part of what I do. Gotcha. And so I formed a nonprofit organization and just ran with it yeah. um, called the Limb Kind Foundation. And it's just been a, a absolute whirlwind wonderful stuff ever since that's awesome robert and um definitely thank you on behalf of i'm sure there's so many families out there that have, that have received things that that have helped their kids i'm sure you've had many thanks throughout your career but um definitely you deserve thanks for for all of your hard work and well, um, and you. again educators go to limbkind.org and of course everything will be in the show notes as well and if people want to hear like your whole story how like in full expanded form, you gave it as a TEDx talk. Uh, that link is in the show notes as well. Just again, if you wanted to use that with your students in your classroom to say, hey, look, this is somebody that followed their passion. I love that, Robert. You, you're you like, I know what I want to do. I want to help people. And you loved using your hands. And, and I think a lot of educators are realizing that that's a lot of what kids want to do, whether it's from STEM or from just everything about education. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, as a child, like you heard me say, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career mm-hmm. because for most of us are you know, we know about the careers that are like the top 20, 30 things yeah. you know, that we know about, right? Yeah. My field is very small. There is such a small percentage of people that do what I do. Maybe right. it's just because of the job title, because it's so hard to say. <laughs> they but, can't you know, even pronounce it, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's honestly, it's a really small field. And um, when I found out about it, it was just like, you know, the, the sparks went off in my brain. So, yeah, I mean, definitely like any other career that might not be on your radar, Definitely check it out. I mean, YouTube has some, some amazing day in the life of a prosthetist or, you know, many other careers too, mm-hmm. but you can really see what prosthetists do and, or even call up other prosthetists um, wherever you are in the country. And sometimes they'll let you shadow, you know, uh, a prosthetist. Mm-hmm. And again, Robert, I want to invite you on the show. I'm, I'm so excited for you to, to tell this story because I think this is a great opportunity for educators to show their kids that there's so many different connections in our world like you said, there we think of those top 20 careers, you know, scientist, doctor, lawyer, you know, all those types of things, but there's so many things and kids want to help people. And so let's let's dive into that because I, I want to give educators some ideas through you, Robert, really, to to share how number one, could they help Limkind, but but number two, some things that they could do in their classroom to help their kids become more aware and and be some of the help to to create some of these things. Because because with 3D printing and, and different types of fabric techniques. There's a lot of people that could do a lot of different things that 20 years ago when you were starting out, Robert, I, I bet, I bet you would have dreamed of some of this technology that's available. Yeah, today. yeah. Very lucky today. We have a lot of technology is just booming. Well, I will once again, give my wonderful kudos to our godly teacher uh, or that brought me into this world of what we're doing with this is Miss Aben. So, you know, some of the schools, they had, I, I do a lot of presentations for a lot of local schools because it is a unique thing. And mm-hmm. I bring in a lot of prostheses, pass them around and all the kids love that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, I've had times where I brought children in, amputees in, and, you know, certain ones that I'm really friendly with. Mm-hmm. And they really, it's good for both of them. They get to show, look, I'm a normal kid. You know, I'm just missing my leg or both legs or whatnot. Yeah. 
And then, the, you know, the kids see it. it's not some kind of freaky thing or it's not something to stare at, you know, and they're just right. another kid. Right. So, you know, that's definitely a great way to start, you know, maybe reach out to a local process and see if they'll do a presentation. Mm -hmm. So when Angela first brought me in, that's where we started. We started by, you know, just talking about what I do to her uh, mass of students, mm -hmm. um, the different things that I started, like the nonprofit organization, the need for prestheses in Haiti and all the other areas that we go to around the world, mm -hmm. things along that line. Yep. And it developed. So this is where it was. It was amazing what she did was she developed a project for all of the students that she worked with to each grab a piece of the pie in this in this puzzle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, each one, one would learn about, like we were talking about the different sectors, you know, about prosthetics. One would learn about 3D printing. One would learn about Haiti. One would learn about Limkind, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they did this mass fundraiser where they would all chip in and they sold, you know, a lot of Limkind swag. They sold fake <laughs> sale stuff. They sold bracelets. You name it, these kids sold it and they were amazing at it. And then, it, you know, you could see the kindness spreading to some of the children that really took to it, where we had people who were making their own artwork, selling it, mm -hmm. making bracelets and selling it. The most amazing one to me is that we were naming something after is a girl named Faith, who for over a year now, about almost a year mm -hmm. and a half, was collecting bottles and cans yeah. for it became part of her bat mitzvah project. And what she did was she was going to don donate, I think her goal originally was like $500, well, she I don't know, raised two thousand dollars, two hundred and some odd dollars. I know we, it was just last week, actually, her bat mitzvah. Yeah, and it was just you know, but you could tell she. This was you know during the whole pandemic when everyone's locking themselves in the doors. She's at the machine with the cans and the bottles, just you know, driven that she was going to make a difference. Yeah, and it was yeah. things like that, and you could see it exuding out of the kids how amazing and powerful it was that they learned truly how to become a kind person, mm -hmm. how to be mindful, and how to think of others yeah. before just thinking of yourself. Yeah. And I know a lot of what you talked about there, Robert, it, it really starts with just that awareness piece, you know, so it starts yeah. with, like you said, inviting somebody from the local area, you know, search Google, just search your local area and, yeah. and you're going to be able to find somebody if, if you can't, you know, reach out to Limkind, you know, Limkind.org. I'm sure they'll put you in touch with somebody. But just getting that somebody in there just to spark the interest for your kids or show, show them again, uh, the video of you, Robert, and, and some of the other videos that I'll put in the show notes as well. But then also April is Limb Loss Awareness Month. So, I mean, there's yes. there's months for everything now, but um, <laughs> how, how incredible to, to say, okay, let's really focus it on it right now. So definitely teachers can do things, especially focused around a month. Yeah, there's a real a lot of, definitely a lot of things to concentrate with Limb Loss Awareness Month. There's uh, some really neat organizations within my industry. Of course, mine is, you know, the Limkind Foundation, mm -hmm. um, but the Limb Loss World that support them, Challenge Athletes Foundation, mm. Camp No Limits for, for Children with Limb Loss, the ACA, all these different organizations that help people with limb loss. And then we, so we started this really neat challenge mm -hmm. called the minus one challenge. Yeah. Um, which ha I hashtag you took part of. Yep. Hashtag <laughs> minus and then the number one and then challenge. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, it was been a lot of fun. A lot of people have been taking part of it. And the challenge is to very similar to the ice bucket challenge theme. Mm -hmm. But the way we do it is get on and you perform any task. It could be anything if you ride a bike, tying your shoe, cooking, personal hygiene, you mm -hmm. name it, the sky's the limit. But the challenge is to do it minus the use of one of your limbs, whether it be an arm or a leg. Yeah. And believe me, some things are a heck of a lot harder than you think they are. Yeah. Just that, just that simple thing. Like I was, I was peeling eggs. And so I was like, I'm going to do this with one hand. I'm just going to see what it's like. And, 
and, yeah. and it's it tricky of, of peeling all those bits of uh, shell off of a boiled egg is with two hands. Uh, yeah. Try try it with one hand. That's yeah. that's incredible. So, but again, those are just a simple thing. You could have every kid in your classroom do that. Challenge them to do one thing. Have them record themselves doing it. If they if, they, if you want to take it a step further, have them you know edit it. Have them you know figure out a way to post it. Do it on Flipgrid. Do it on you know all those different types of things that you educators use with your students. Post it on your school's social media sites. But get them thinking about what it's like because because then now you can say how could we design something right? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's amazing. Even myself who, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. And I remember when, you know, a few years ago when I started volunteering for Camp No Limits, mm -hmm. um, and I'm a, I've been in this prosthetic industry for years. One of the first things they do, I sit down with a group of the kids. It was a bunch of the children who were missing upper extremity, missing portions of their arms. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about different ways to get through your activities of your daily living, or we call them ADLs. So they were going through tying your shoe with one hand. And so like, wow, come sit down and, you know, try tying your shoe with one hand. Meanwhile, I've been in this industry for years. I couldn't do it at all. And that was what my, I did in my challenge because after this many yeah. years, if I couldn't do that by now, you know, but um, I mean, it's little things like that. You, we all take so much for granted and mm -hmm. just to be able to, like you say, get the kids thinking about things that they never even thought of because we're fortunate a lot of us to have been born without that type of an issue you know and and again now you can say okay so we've tested something we've tried something and and now you can say all right how could we design something better how could we reimagine products how could we design i mean i think about what would it be like for trying to open up one of those like plastic packages where there's no way you can get whatever it is out of it because it's like all sealed shut and even with scissors and stuff you're like you know hurting yourself yeah just so many different things in our world what if you just challenge the kids to then to try that? And, and I know you're also working on right now and to have it ready for fall of 2021, some, some lessons, some project ideas, correct? Yes. So we're, you know, we're, we're taking the idea that, that the teacher, Miss Abben, created, mm -hmm. and we did for about three years, putting this project together with the kids. And we're kind of making it a version that isn't just for the local schools here. Mm -hmm. We're putting together a full idea that we work with the teachers. We're, I'm not a teacher. I'm a process, and I definitely will stay within that swim lane. <laughs> but we do have teachers on our end to work with you educators, help you create a lesson plan and come up with ideas in order to help them and learn how to be kind, learn how to be mindful of others, mm -hmm. and how to help support um, you know, we go around my organization, we travel around the world. Um, we're in almost five countries now um, mm -hmm. where we're helping provide prostheses towards the kids. Part of this program is to make the kids youth ambassadors and, and, and make them, you know, help support children with limb loss and the, their fundraising efforts go directly towards making prostheses for these kids around the world. That's awesome. So, you know, and we're going to link up to where they work towards a, a specific trip that we do. And we're going to Ethiopia, Kenya, Haiti. Philippines, and then next year we're adding Sri Lanka. Wow. Um, so you're working towards one of these trips, and then, you know, we can set up like the Zoom link so they can actually see the children and then be able awesome. to communicate with them and really see what their fundraising efforts went towards. Mm -hmm. So that's what the goal is, and we're creating that now, and we'll be ready to put into use for the upcoming school year. Hopefully we're all classes who will also be in yeah, session. Right. But even if it's not, again, making making things work, that's that's really what Limkind is all about, right? Making, making things work. So um, yes, it I, happened. I'd, I'd love to hear you tell a little bit about uh, the story of a fashion show for these kids, right? 
Yeah, so, you know, it's really incredible. My sister, who's an occupational therapist, Jill Smith. So it kind of runs um, in the family, was, right? Yeah, definitely keep it in the family, a lot of things. She does a lot of work with me, mm -hmm. but she was doing um, her first international trip with me, mm -hmm. and that would be Ethiopia last year in mm -hmm. February. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, we have people fundraise for their portion of the trip. It's expensive. We have flights and hotel, you know, and all, yeah, all that things. stuff. Yeah. So her idea for a fundraiser was to do an adaptive runway show where all of the, the models were children with limb loss. Mm -hmm. And it'd be this empowering event. You know, we thought it's going to be kind of small, you yeah. know, when she first created this. Well, boy, did that ball start rolling. And it was this amazing, amazing day where she had people from all local venues and everyone was donating their services. And we ended up having NBC follow us for the day. And that's awesome. Police escorting us all over the place. The kids felt like rock stars and we raised, you know, a lot of money, which was wonderful. And the kids were so empowered there we go. by, yeah. you know, the day. So we're in the midst of planning one uh, the end of this year. That's awesome. So uh, definitely uh, it's called Show Your Shine and you can see all about it on our website, but definitely stay tuned for that. It's going to be an amazing uh, event again. That's awesome. I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes as well, because if you ever saw that video of that whole day, you know, for the kids getting their hair done to getting their their I mean, just everything, the whole the whole process was just incredible. And, and, and I'm sure, Robert, you would agree that you know, as much as this is a great project for students or, you know, a great, you know, opportunity, this is all about helping those kids who just need that, that little extra help, that hand, um, that arm, that foot, that yeah. whatever it is to, to help them through their everyday life. Yeah. You know, you'd be so surprised. I mean, I've been a process here in the States for years, over 20 years. And, <clears throat> you know, we always do different things to make them more empowered and, you know, help them out. But here they do receive prostheses there's insurance mm -hmm. and whatnot overseas they're in a lot of countries that is the situation right um and we're especially in all the countries that we're going there's no um insurance there's a lot of poverty there's definitely you know in, like in haiti there's earthquakes that have devastated the island mm -hmm. um so there's different situations where they're not going to receive prosthetic care and these children are hopping around on one leg or you know doing things only with one or no arms or whatever their situation is and it's mm -hmm. just and you're talking about a huge life changer where, you know, in, in a lot of these countries, if you're not able to work, if you're not able to help the family out, I mean, really, you know, a lot of times these kids get given up for adoption. I mean, all kinds of horrific things yeah, yeah. because they just can't handle the situation. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons I, I, I really got into this volunteer field. field. A quick backstory on yeah. that kid, Joseph, and it's in my TED talk, but I remember when they were telling me that this boy, Joseph, was, you know, he was missing both arms and one of his legs, mm -hmm. lived in Tanzania, Africa, and his family just couldn't, he couldn't hunt, he couldn't help do, build or do anything around, you know, their, yeah. where their living quarters were. So their family put him out into the desert for the hyenas to eat because, oh, you know, okay. yeah, I mean, it, it's horrific to think here in the States of something like that. Um, and the words, when it was translated, was because he was useless. Yeah. And to this day, that those that, that word resonates in my brain. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. You know, that the fact that because, you know, we make this one device and everything is all better again, you know, they can go on and live a productive life just as much as any other child growing up, but yeah. that they were thought of as useless because they didn't have that device. Yeah. So awesome. it's pretty wild what, yeah. you know, what we take for granted here. Yeah.
Well, Robert, uh, I really appreciate it. Robert Schulman from Limkind Foundation, limkind.org. Uh, definitely check it out. Find out all the great resources. Again, uh, there's going to be lessons and stuff available uh, throughout uh, the end, fall in 2021. Lots of ways that you can get involved from fundraising to donating to uh, just bringing awareness, like with a minus one challenge or just anything that you can do in your class educators to, uh, to help, whether it's kids in your own community or like Robert mentioned, so many kids around the world. Uh, really, really appreciate all what you're doing, Robert, and, uh, and, and all, of your, Thanks, all of your thoughts today. Uh, and Chris, thank you so much for allowing me to um, express, you know, limb kind and allow everyone to learn more about what we do. Mm -hmm. Thank you to all the, the teachers that because I know we have some teachers that follow what we do. And I really look forward to being able to share the programs with the other children outside of my Oceanside, New York area and, and all these other school districts to be able to, you know, spread messages of kindness, especially with today's environment. I think Things like this are only a bonus for the kids to learn a little outside the box. Yeah, that's it. Our, our kids want to be superheroes. They want to solve big problems. You know, this is yeah. this is the way for them to do it and, and get, your, get your kids doing it. So and appreciate it, Robert. And again, check out limkind.org, everybody. And uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. If you want to hear more about Angela and her story of doing some of the Limkind stuff, I know she shared some of it on episode 120. You can find that as well as all the other great podcasts if you subscribe or head to dailystem.com if you want to connect with me. And again, until next time, educators, just keep up the great work with the kids.